Hi, everybody. Welcome back to The California Dream, the podcast where we talk about California history, culture, activism, and especially the relationship of California to America and federal government. I'm really excited to put together today's episode because I'm going to share with you the trailer episode of The California War. Now, what is The California War? Well, of course, the California War was a historical event, a military conflict that took place in California during the years of 1846 and 1847. But the California War is also a research project, and a part of this project is a YouTube video series recounting the events of the California War. So I want to read you a description of this project from its Patreon page. About the California War, quote, 175 years ago, the U.S. invaded and conquered California as part of its plan for expanding its territory from the Rocky Mountains to the Pacific Ocean. Unfortunately for the people of California, their lands were on the American target list. They would only learn this when American troops captured Monterey and other towns along the coast in July 1846. However, within a month, Californians began an armed resistance against the Americans, starting by defeating American troops in Los Angeles. With American democracy under constant assault and attacks on the integrity of the nation occurring regularly, now is the time to remember that California did not become a state voluntarily, but at literal gunpoint. Through the unprecedented research of executive producer Dr. Hannah Miyamoto and a sponsorship of the Ohana Justice Center Charitable Trust, the California War is producing a series of videos for YouTube that relate each week of the American invasion and conquest of California from January 2021 to January 2022. Your tax-deductible donation through Patreon has never funded a more timely and necessary video project, unquote. So one thing I really like about this project is that, first of all, it tells a story in California history that I had never heard before, and I'm a native Californian. I don't think most Californians are aware of this history. But more importantly, it offers a counter-narrative to how most people perceive the Mexican-American War and California's role in that conflict and how California came to be a part of the United States. You know, I don't really remember much about fourth grade California history, and this is a common sentiment I've found. The main thing I remember is we were taught about the mission system, and we all had to make a kind of model mission to bring to school, kind of like an arts and crafts project. But I don't really remember anything like what you're going to hear and watch in this series. I looked up the official California State History Education Framework, which is published by the State Board of Education. So this is a document that is 30 pages long. It details all the different events, topics, and issues that should be covered in fourth grade California history. There are four full pages discussing the mission system. In fact, more text is devoted to the mission system than to any other topic. Now, the mission system is an important topic to cover. 
I, I don't want to deny that. But just two short paragraphs are given related to the subject of this year-long project I'm introducing you to. I want to read the entire text of those two paragraphs to you. So this is the two paragraphs from the official California State History Education Framework covering this history of 1846 and 1847. Quote, as more American immigrants began to arrive in California in the 1840s, Mexico was struggling with a brewing border dispute along the Rio Grande in Texas. At the same time, United States President James K. Polk desired the rich, fertile lands of California for the United States. Word of the declaration of the Mexican-American War in 1846 was slow in reaching California. By then, the troubles between American settlers and Mexicans had begun in earnest. A band of rowdy Americans revolted in June 1846 and took over the city of Sonoma and jailed the Mexican governor, Mariano Guadalupe Vallejo. They raised the bear flag for the first time in California. Acting on information that the English and Russians were planning to move in, the American Commodore John Drake Sloat anchored in Monterey, the capital of Alta, California, and raised the American flag. Sloat and his crew met no resistance from those living in Monterey. Approximately one-third of the northern half of Mexico, including California, became part of the United States after the United States defeated Mexico in the Mexican-American War of 1846 to 1848. Unquote. That's it. That's all they have to say about the most consequential year in California history. Uh, it's stunning. Now, there's so many things that are problematic here. First of all, there is almost no discussion of Californios, the Hispanic people native to Alta, California. And there's almost no discussion of the time period immediately preceding the Mexican-American War and the conquest of California. But the most troubling aspect that I find throughout the entire 30 pages of this document is that the narrative is told almost entirely through an American lens. This is supposed to be California history, not American history. And yet, what comes across is this kind of story of social and political progress of California within the American dream or within the American empire. It's definitely not a story told from the point of view of Californians. So I hope that this project will help to correct some misunderstandings and give voice to some stories that I don't think many of us have heard before. I will leave links to the California War YouTube channel and Patreon page in the description. Please like, share, and subscribe to the YouTube channel, and please consider donating to the project at the Patreon page. I think this is an incredibly important project, and we should all do what we can to support it. And please watch the videos. There's a lot more in the videos that I can't show you. Hannah's put together documents, artwork, maps, graphics, and so much more that cannot be conveyed through audio. So even if you listen to one of these episodes first on the podcast, please go over to the YouTube channel and watch the video again. I'm sure you'll get even more out of it the second time. So with that introduction, 
Please enjoy this trailer episode of the California War. The California War is sponsored by the Ohana Justice Center Charitable Trust, serving our Ohana since 2013. How did California become part of the United States? Chances are, you would probably answer that question by saying that California became part of the United States because the U.S. won it from Mexico during the Mexican War. That makes California sound like a prize in a carnival or that Mexico lost a high-stakes poker game. Do you really think California is a 100 million acre plush toy? My name is Hannah Miyamoto. I am a Californian with degrees in civil engineering, law, social change and development, women's studies, and sociology. For the next 13 months, I intend to use my broad, interdisciplinary background to help people remember how the United States invaded California 175 years ago, and how the people of California risked everything they had, including their lives, to try to repel the American invaders. This is the story of the California War, told from the perspective of Californians that lived in California 175 years ago. Telling the story this way directs attention on the Californians, where it should be, and not on the Americans, who usually get the spotlight. Telling their story this way also emphasizes that the California War deserves to be studied in its own right, and not as a set of minor skirmishes that happened while bigger battles were fought over 1,500 miles away, somewhere south of the Rio Grande. The next step is to remember that, 175 years ago, although California was Mexican territory, California was effectively independent. Although most of the people reflected some mix of indigenous and Mexican culture, the people of California lived lives that were almost separate from the people of central Mexico, since slow sailing ships and the dangerous trek across the Sonoran Desert were the only ways to communicate between Alta California and central Mexico. Californians had to be independent because they had no one else to rely upon. Many histories refer to pre-1840s California as Mexican California, implying that since the people were Mexican citizens, they were loyal to the Mexican government. And then after the U.S. invaded, they meekly became American citizens and declared their loyalty to the American government. So how Mexican was Mexican California? Actually, not a lot. For starters, the territory of Las Californias 
was never a Mexican state. As a result, its citizens had no representation in the Mexican government, barring the right to elect one non-voting delegate to the Mexican legislature. Sometimes, the guy they elected never even went to Mexico City. That suggests how much value the Californians put on the Mexican government. Effectively, Las Californias governed itself with a chamber of deputies, or Camara de Diputados, seated in Monterrey, California. The chief executive officer of California was nominally a governor or gobernador appointed by the government of Mexico. However, twice in 25 years, in complete disregard for Mexican law, the Californians rose up and forced the governor appointed by Mexico to give up his office and leave. On several other occasions, the governor that Mexico appointed died of old age. Whenever that happened, the people of California elected a Californian to serve as governor until the Mexican government finally sent someone new. This is why, when the U.S. landed troops in Monterrey in 1846, the current governor of California was a Californian, Pio de Jesus Pico, and not anyone appointed by Mexico. Moreover, Pico had been serving as governor for over a year when the Americans came, especially since Californians, led by Juan Batista Valentin Alvarado y Rayo, had forced the last appointed Mexican governor to go back to Mexico in 1845. Incidentally, Los Angeles named Pico Boulevard and Alvarado Street in honor of these men. All that prior self-government experience is one reason why California went directly from being an American conquest to becoming an American state, without ever being part of a territory. Even the California state boundaries were set by Californians, and not by Congress. This is also why Athena, the mythical Greek goddess who was born a full-grown adult, dominates our state's seal. Even the red star on our flag, the one over the California bear, recalls our sovereignty within Mexican and American republics. With such a long history of political independence and stable self-government in pre-war California, it should surprise no one that most of the 5,000 people in California resented being invaded by hundreds of men that didn't look like them, speak their language, or respect their religion and culture. In fact, it only took about six weeks of Yankee rule for a Californians to rise up against their American masters, starting in Los Angeles. For the next three months, most of Southern California was free of American troops, until the Yankees brought more ships and men to conquer it all over again in January 1847. The history that most people are taught, to the extent they are taught anything about the California War, ignores how much and how many Californians resisted the Americans with every weapon they had, from cannons to spears. Conquering Alta California, the present-day state of California, took seven months and many American and Californian lives. Moreover, the fighting only ended when the Americans agreed to conditions that Californians thought 
would help them preserve their way of life. So that's the history. Why is the California War important now? And more to the point, why should you care whether and how Californians fought the United States? First, all history deserves to be studied, especially if it influences our lives today. The fact that California is the largest state in the United States, with more than 39 million people descended from a vast range of cultures, definitely makes the process by which California became part of the United States important. However, the fact that California was involuntarily forced to join the United States also has great importance to California from the perspective of international law. Here is why. Since 1861, the United States has insisted that no state may leave the United States without first getting permission from the U.S. government. The official reason for this rule, in the words of President Abraham Lincoln, is that all state governments govern land that became American territory through either war, trade, or purchase by the United States. Since all the states were on land that was under the control of another country before they became states, unilateral secession is impossible. Even Texas was never truly secure from invasion until the United States sent its army and navy to battle Mexico in 1846. Moreover, the United States took responsibility for millions of dollars in debt when Texas gave up her independence. However, unlike Texas, most of the people of California never wanted to be part of the United States. The history of the California War proves that. In the continuum between colony and settler republic, California is clearly a colony, seized by the U.S. military and forced into asking for statehood, literally at gunpoint. This is the history that the California War will explore. The focus of the California War Project will be a weekly series of short video productions, with each video examining the events that occurred 175 years before that week. This approach is modeled after the innovative The Great War Channel that presented the events and issues of the First World War on a similar week-by-week -week basis during the centennial anniversary of World War I. The great advantage of covering the California War week-by-week -week is that it provides ample time to not only mention all the important events, but to put them in perspective in a way that anyone will have time to watch, absorb, and discuss with other viewers. A weekly format even leaves time to profile key personalities, important issues, and historic sites. A chronological approach is also naturally immersive, by only revealing the whole story a bit at a time, like a good detective story. I can promise you that you will not believe where some of these threads will lead. Since I live in Southern California, many of the key monuments, museums, and historic sites relating to the California War are within easy driving of my home. However, your contributions to the California War through Patreon will help defer the cost of royalties, image use costs, shooting fees, research expenses, and other costs of producing higher quality programs. To allow you to support this project, 
a Patreon page has been set up to allow you to support this important project. Thanks to the assistance of the Ohana Justice Center Charitable Trust, a research and educational organization recognized by the Internal Revenue Service, all contributions to the California War Patreon page are tax deductible. Patreon contributors will also be invited to participate in special live stream conferences and other Patreon-only discussions. As a scholar, I look forward to discussing the California War with you. In addition to getting involved through Patreon, you can support this channel by clicking the thumbs up icon below and subscribing to this channel. Remember to also click the bell icon to receive notifications when we post new videos. So thank you for viewing this video and remember to watch week one of the California War. Remember to click the like button and subscribe to this channel as well. Mis camaradas, viva California!